0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Tag1 Team Talk, the blog and podcast of Tag1 Consulting. I'm Michael Meyer, the Managing Director at Tag1, and we're here today to talk about and celebrate 20 years of Drupal. Tag1's really proud to have been a part of Drupal's history since the earliest days, and we thought it would be great to sit down with some of our team members that have been in the community for a really long time to get their unique perspective and insight as to how you know Drupal grew and what it was like to be a part of that growth. I'm joined today by Greg, one of our senior infrastructure engineers. Uh, Greg, could you just quickly introduce yourself, say hello to everybody, uh, and talk a little bit about some of you know, the areas that you've been involved in Drupal uh, over the years.
1: Sure, yeah, I'm Greg Lanchet. I have been in the Drupal community since about 2006, so right around the Drupal 5 era. I've been involved primarily with infrastructure. I'm primarily a sysadmin and infrastructure engineer. So almost all of my work with Drupal has been with the infrastructure and security teams in the Drupal community.
0: Awesome. I thought it'd be great to sit down with you, Greg, because of that perspective. You know, we've talked to a lot of people that uh, are involved in the code side of Drupal. I think people need to hear more about, you know, running a Drupal website and what it was like to scale Drupal as a platform. And, you know, websites like, you know, Pfizer or companies like Pfizer and all their websites wouldn't be using Drupal today if it didn't have those infrastructure capabilities as well. So it's not just software. Uh, Drupal is made up of many components. Do you remember how you first uh, came into contact with Drupal or discovered it and, and what you were doing with it?
1: Yeah, I pretty much my first week on the job, when I started at the OSU open source lab, the first project that got handed to me was the migration of the OSL's own website, which was um, a mixture of Plone and, and some Drupal four, I think. And we had to upgrade it into Drupal 5. And so I had to, I got completely, you know, as a non-developer and sysadmin, I got thrown into trying to figure out what the hell this Drupal thing was and how did I make it go? And this was maybe a couple of months after Drupal.org got flown into Corvallis on a private plane. That happened just before I started. So this was all a very new thing, both at the OSL and even newer to me. And so I just had to kind of dive in and kind of grope around and figure out what the heck I was looking at. So that was uh, getting thrown in the deep end <laughs> pretty 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 early uh, There are, There
0: are people that discovered Drupal because they needed to solve a problem, and there are people that were thrust at Drupal <laughs> were, yes. you know, indoctrinated by fire. And for those who don't know, the, the OSU OSL is the Oregon State University Open Source Lab, and they host well over a hundred open source projects uh, including the Python foundations and stuff for Apache, you know, open street maps, so many. For
1: a while, kernel.org.
0: Yeah. It's uh, it's amazing what they do, you know? So we know that you're not uh, a quote unquote, you know, like software developer, but have you made any contributions to Drupal? that you are particularly proud of?
1: So I'm, I, I I don't know if I'm, I may be the, the longest term involved person in the Drupal community to never have a commit show up anywhere. You can search the entirety of the Git logs anywhere in the Drupal community and you will probably never see my name. Because the vast majority of the work that I did was with the infrastructure team. And that as often as not was something as, you know, analog as physically lifting a server or, you know, moving cables around or, you know, wiring up a router or something like that. So a whole lot of my work in the Drupal community had to do with the physical, literally physical infrastructure of drupal.org, which of course is never going to show up in a git commit anywhere. So yeah, we. There we learned a lot.
0: They aren't getting any Git commits if that infrastructure ain't running. So
1: No, exactly. <laughs> that, that too, yeah. So, you know, it was it's, it's one of those things where we were all kind of groping around in the dark, learning how to do large-scale Drupal when nobody had done it before. And so, you know, we leaned on each other a lot, and we all learned a lot from each other at that time. And, you know, I... I still use a lot of those lessons that I learned you know, 15 years ago in managing the Drupal systems I manage today.
0: And you did mention when we were chatting earlier about the, the Varnish VCL. So <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's code, per se. True. Configuration. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, so.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I was, I ran, I think I was the first production use of the Varnish module. Back when it first came out when Josh from, that was way before Pantheon existed when John Koenig released it. And I think I, I released the VCL config for Varnish that I used to get going on a, on a project I was working for, for the state, the state of Oregon, the department of education and. Josh scooped that up, included it in the docs for the varnish module. And I haven't looked, you know, in several years, but the last time I looked, that code was still sitting up there. So that's as close as you're ever going to get probably to see any code that I actually wrote for the Drupal community. I and mean, it's not, its probably not going to show on a commit anywhere, but my name is at least was at least on the module page for quite some time.
0: There are, there are many different ways to contribute to Drupal that aren't code. So that's, yep. that's very important.
1: Yep. Right. And actually that's one of the things that I like to discuss with, I, I tend to go to the, the newcomer social back when we had Drupal cons in person. Well, it was one of my favorite things to do is for the first timer social that they usually have the first night is to go talk to folks that have never been to a Drupal con before or are new to Drupal. First of all, cause it's a great way to meet people. But also I think it's a great way for me to tell, you know, as, as a, you know, to be a living example of this is how you can, you know, here I've contributed to Drupal for 15 years and not, ha- don't have a single Git commit out there. You know, there are so many different ways you can contribute, whether you, whether it means showing up at a first time social or whether it means, you know, doing a config for, a, you know, a reverse proxy cache. There are a ton of different ways you can commit contribute.
0: I, I love the, uh, the first timer social. I, I think that I've always wanted them to have like a, a buddy system or a mentor system where That'd be awesome. if it's your first Drupal com or you're, you're new to Drupal, you can check a box that says like, assign me a buddy, you know, and uh, you know, people that want to mentor or help them, uh, you know, would get paired up because when I, you know, or, or should I say, when we first got involved in Drupal, the community was really small.
1: Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs>
0: it was really easy to meet, you know, key contributors. It was very easy to know what was going on. But now, you know, it, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, it, it's so hard. And so it's awesome that you're doing the first time socials. I think, you know, you know, a big part of Drupal is the community. So my favorite question, what is your favorite and least favorite features or aspects of Drupal?
1: And of course now I'm drawing a complete blank, <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> put me on the spot. and I, I, So my favorite part is absolutely the community and the people. I mean, I know that's, it's trite. I know that we all talk about it and it's kind of, you know, it gets hammered away. Excuse me. I have a cat in my face. You know, it gets hammered away at every keynote where, you know, it's all about the community, but it really is. I mean, you know, I live back when we had cons in person, I loved going to DrupalCon, not to go to the sessions, although the sessions are all excellent, but I can watch those afterward, but to actually sit down in the hallway and just catch up with people and learn what people are doing and, and meet the new, the first timers, you know, and and make new friends. And that is probably the thing that I found most valuable. And it's something that I think is not necessarily unique to the Drupal community, but one of the things that makes it special because when I was at the OSL, I was there for What, eight years? I got involved with a lot of open source communities and saw the different characters of the communities and and what they're like, you know, the kernel community and the Apache community and and the Python community. And they all have their benefits. They're all wonderful people. But there's something special about the way the Drupal community works and how you deal, how how we all interact with each other. And it's the reason I'm still here, it's the reason I'm at Tag One. It's, you know, it's the community.
0: Yeah, there's definitely something special. I agree. I'm, I'm, I can't put my finger on it. Everybody is so open and welcoming Mm -hmm. and there's just so many good people that, that want to do good and they're a pleasure to be around and it's good to remember that not every open source project is like that and how good that, that, you know, we have it as members of the community. Um, All right least favorite feature or aspect of drupal seems like you're stalling on that one
1: (laughs) i am and i'm trying to composer (laughs) so and this is not a you know i mean and and that's that's a reach right because but i'm not a developer right so i don't work with drupal code any more than plopping it on a server and making sure it runs well so for me the thing i Find the most frustration in, in dealing with Drupal is dealing, having to deal with composer in a production environment where I'm dealing with deployment, because it's a pain, it's annoying. Um, having to do all these workarounds with committing artifacts to a Git repo in a separate branch or a separate repo, stuff like that is just annoying as all get out. And so I think that for me is probably the most annoying and frustrating thing. And I understand why it's there. I understand how it benefits developers. But from the ops side of the world, oh, God, it's a pain in my keister.
0: If you had a magic wand and could wave it and make anything happen, what would you do with Drupal?
1: (sighs) Okay. I, I might get in trouble with Jeremy on this one because I know this is something that we do here at Tag1. But I would love to magically upgrade all those Drupal 5, 6, and 7 sites up to at least Drupal 8. You know, we're an LTS provider, I know. So that's the, you know, that's one of our business models, right? So I'm, I'd be waving my magic wand to destroy a, a branch of our business, but.
0: well, just, just think how profitable we'd be if we can upgrade all of these sites. Ooh,
1: a, yeah, we'll just profit. charge them all for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Everyone's you know, I mean, I just worked on a Drupal 6 site this week. You know, I it's, you know, Drupal 6 is still out there. It's still live, it's still in production. There's nothing technically wrong with it. And, you know, from actually from a performance standpoint, it's actually quite good. But, you know, that's something that there's a lot of technical debt floating around out in there in in the community. And it's something I see so often um, when I'm doing migrations or we get called in to to help when there's an incident on a site, you know, either a, a scaling incident or a security incident or something like that. And we look at the site and we realize there, you know, it hasn't been updated in seven years, you know? Yeah. And so I would it, love to magically just make that all go away. It
0: is astounding. I don't think people realize this, how many Drupal 6 sites are still out there and running. You know, <laughs> yeah. as an extended support or long-term, you know, service provider, we have a really unique perspective into that. But, like, we still have clients coming to us and saying, oh, by the way, I have a Drupal 6 site and we, yeah. we haven't secured it and I need to get it secured, can you help me? You know, so the fact that, like, one, there's still, you know, tens of thousands of sites out there running it, you know, and hundreds working with us and people still coming to us and finding it, it blows my mind every time it happens. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, it's still, you know, for a lot of people, it's a great platform. Uh, it's great that you don't have to upgrade if you can't like some organizations just don't want to invest the money or it just doesn't make sense. You know, it's not cost effective, but they want to keep the site running and maximize that investment. Yep. So it's, it's cool that they're able to do that. We always say like the same thing with Drupal seven. It's gonna be around for another seven long, years. Long,
1: long time. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: So well, and it's funny closing? too because okay, well, I just want to add one little thing right on that one. And it's really funny because I do a lot of migrations and you know what we get called in a lot on audits and things like that. I always people are always embarrassed. You know, they come to me and say, Oh gosh, my site's a mess. You know, we haven't touched it in years. And they're always embarrassed about something that isn't, you know what, the site's working, it's stable, you know? And so I always try to, 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 to flatten that embarrassment a little bit, but yeah, people are so embarrassed and it's like, it's okay, really. <laughs> I, I've seen far worse than this.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. there's no reason to, to shut it down if it meets your needs. All right, in closing, I know that there are a lot of people along the way that have helped us and, and gotten us to where we are. But if you think back to the very beginning, when you first got involved, is uh-huh. there someone in particular that stands out that you want to say, thank you for, you know, helping me get started. You made a huge difference in.
1: Yeah. So I think. and, and, this is going to sound a little bit funny, considering I still work with him. But I think I want to call out Narayan Newton, because he was, at the time, still a student at OSU when I joined the OSL. And I was, he and I and the others that worked on the on the original infrastructure, Jeff included, a lot of what we did was we're kind of feeling our way through in the dark, figuring out how to do this stuff. And his creativity and brilliance really helped me because I'd, I'd been thrown into this with no experience at all. And he had a few months ahead of me. And so, you know, he helped me figure out what the hell's going on and what I'm looking at. And, you know, here I am, what 15 years later still working with him still doing exactly the same thing where it's like hey you know i'm thinking is this a crazy idea bounce ideas off of him and so you know and i I, he's a lifelong friend at this point you know he's he's family
0: ryan's amazing truly brilliant and (laughs) i I have this memory in my head of Narayan like early on when i met him Uh, i forget where we were but we were in a you know like a talk with one of the founders of MySQL, maybe it was even MariaDB then, uh-huh. um, and, you know, it was, like, one of their, like, top engineers, you know, that was, like, core of the company, and, and Ryan got up and asked a question. It was, like, a really small forum, and Ryan's like, so I read through the source code, and I have a question about, yep. <laughs> you know, like, and everyone was just, like, wait, <laughs> what yep. do you mean you read through the source code? Like, <laughs> you know, Ryan just doesn't, you know, use... You know, databases and stuff like that. He like pours through them and, and really mm-hmm. understands them. He's absolutely he's saying, I love it.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, so, on that note, Greg, thank you so much. It was awesome to catch up. These conversations are so much fun for me to just, you know, go down a trip down memory lane and uh, to hear what memories others have as well. So, thank you so much for absolutely. joining us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back soon with another Tag One Team talk.
1: Mm-hmm. See you later.
0: Awesome. Brilliant. We're done, June. (laughs) Thank you, June. No edits, June. Oh, June's going to love us.
1: This is, I think. You know, my degree is in broadcasting. So, you know, this is, uh (laughs) you know, it's only I'm usually the one behind the camera.